Hello. That music can only mean one thing. Yeah. It's Christmas time here on Sounds Like Radio. So much great Christmas music we have in store for you today. In addition, of course, to our Great Gildersleeve episode, it's early Christmas time in the Great Gildersleeve land. Today's program will be getting back to the baby contest as it's from December 8th of 1948. The Baby Contest continues, and by the way, the Baby Contest will have its grand finale in the Gildersleeve Christmas Day program, so that'll be coming up in a couple of weeks, and it is a very nice program. You're going to want to hear that one, and today's show is from December 8th of 1948, as someone in the Gildersleeve household is taking the Christmas presents. What? It's a crime! We'll find out what happens in the Gildersleeve show today. But before we get to that, we have so much great music. And oh, by the way, I am your humble host. You're listening to Sounds Like Radio's Christmas Edition, Volume 2. And what better way to start the program than with Mr. Christmas, the guy who was Mr. Christmas on TV, Andy Williams. Happy Holiday. Happy Holiday. Happy Holiday. While the merry bells keep ringing, happy holiday to you. It's the holiday season, and Santa Claus is coming round. The Christmas snow is white on the ground. When old Santa gets into town, he'll be coming down the chimney down. It's the holiday season And Santa Claus has got a toy For every good girl and good little boy Santa's a great big bundle of joy When he's coming down the chimney down When he's coming down the chimney down He'll have a big fat pack upon his back And lots of goodies for you and for me So leave a peppermint stick for old Saint Nick Hanging on the Christmas tree It's the holiday season The holiday season So hoop-dee-doo and dickery-dock Don't forget to hang up your sock Cause just exactly at 12 o'clock He'll be coming down the chimney down He'll have a big fat pack upon his back and lots of goodies for you and for me So leave a peppermint stick for old St. Nick Hanging on a Christmas tree It's the holiday season So a hoop-dee-doo and dickery-dock Don't forget to hang up your sock Cause just exactly at 12 o'clock He'll be coming down the chimney Coming down the chimney Coming down the chimney down Happy holiday, happy holiday, while the merry bells keep ringing, happy holiday to you. Happy holiday, happy holiday, 
can't think of a better way to celebrate Christmas than to jingle some bells. You know, there's just no better time for jingle bells than Christmas time. It's, that's Ethel Smith. Great job, Ethel. She's over there wailing away on the organ. And here, now the chairman of the board is on the scene to sing us Jingle Bells, a nice swinging version. I love those J-I-N-G-L-E bells Oh, those holiday J-I-N-G-L-E bells Oh, those happy J-I-N-G-L-E B-E-L-L-S I love those J-I-N-G-L-E bells Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. O'er the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtail ring. Making our spirits bright What fun it is to ride and sing A sleighing song tonight Jingle bells, jing, jingle bells Jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride In a one-horse open sleigh I love those Jingle Bells from the great Frank Sinatra. You know, that uh, song, Happy Holiday, you know, most people may not realize, but it's actually from the movie, Bing Crosby's movie, Holiday Inn. And uh, that song has become a a standard, uh, pretty good for a movie like Holiday Inn to make a standard. And uh, let's see here, yeah, yeah. Now, we just heard from Frank Sinatra singing Jingle Bells. Now, that reminds me of a Bing Crosby appearance on a Frank Sinatra Christmas television special in 1957. This came out on DVD a few years back, and it is such a great little... It's only a half hour. It's such a great little half hour. Dean... uh, Not Dean. Frank Sinatra and Bing Crosby both get together and they sing the real Christmas classics from each of them. And Frank sings that song, Jingle Bells. That's why I thought of it. It's a great special if you uh, ever have a chance to see it. It was one of the few things in the 1950s that was filmed in color. Frank Sinatra filmed that special in color thinking he might use it for a movie. Yeah, but unfortunately, he never did use it in the movie. But the color film of that was... Uh, Remaining, even though people on television back in the 50s saw it in black and white. But anyway, the color version did come out a few years back, and it's great. So if you get a chance, watch it. 
All right, coming up now, you know, there's something we really need because it's been a rough year, friends. And right now, above any other time, we need a little Christmas. Here are the new Christy Minstrels. I like that. The new Christy Minstrels, and we just need a little Christmas. It don't matter what kind of Christmas, just as long as it's a little Christmas. <laughs> uh, we got right now the Partridge family standing by. Now, when I was a teenager, I used to watch the Partridge family. It used to come on every Friday night after the Brady Bunch. It was one of my favorite shows to watch back then, and they made a great Christmas record. And we've got a great song here. You know, when you have Christmas time, you got to put up a tree. Have you put up your tree yet? I haven't put mine up yet. But when you got up that tree, you got to go rocking around the Christmas tree. Here are the Partridge family, all of them together to sing here on Sounds Like Radio. Some care rolling 
Yeah. As you're rocking around that Christmas tree, it's good to have some Christmas decorations in hand. So, that so when you go round and round the Christmas tree, you can also decorate that Christmas tree. Here's the great Bing Crosby from his Christmas Toast album. It's a nice album. And here's a good song. Christmas tree, presents hanging there for you and me, lights all shining merrily, Christmas a week away. A ring around the Christmas tree, children making up a melody, grown-ups laughing happily, Christmas a day away. Wishing, hoping, boxes to open, but we agree it's right to wait. Turkey and dressing after the blessing, and there's just a night to wait. Round and round the Christmas tree, opening presents with the family. One for you and two for me, oh, what a Christmas day. Presents hanging there for you and me. Lights all shining merrily. Christmas a week Christmas toast. One of the nicest things I think about doing a Christmas show this time of year is that we get to listen to some of the artists that we've heard all during the past year on our regular Sounds Like Radio show. Great artists like Peggy Lee, we heard from her. We heard from Roy Rogers during the past year. All kinds of great singers. And at Christmas time, we get to listen to the Christmas versions of their great songs. So, it's really a bonus for me to be able to play Christmas songs from the great singers that we play all year long on our regular shows. And one of the ladies we just loved having on this past year, I think back, she sang to me, Mr. Wonderful. I like that. She also sang some other good songs. She sings with Bing Crosby a lot. She used to appear on Bing Crosby's radio show. She even had her own radio show at one time. She appeared on Bob Hope's radio show. That girl was all over the place, especially when she was starting up. And here she is now to sing a song that I think I most associate with Bing Crosby because he sang it in the movie Say One For Me. But you know what? 
There's no one else who would sing this song just as good as Bing than Peggy Lee. Here she is to sing. It's Christmas time again. Oh, yeah. Take it, Peggy. Snowflakes falling, church bells calling. It's Christmas time again. Fires lighted, kids excited. It's Christmas time again. Now Santa's sleigh is on its way. Candy canes and toys And wonderful things That Santa Claus brings To good little girls and boys Candle glow and mistletoe It's Christmas time again Stockings hung and carols sung. It's Christmas time again. There's the tree to trim our glasses brim with love and joy and cheer to all a merry Christmas and a Thank you, Peggy. Isn't that nice? Uh, yes. Ah, yeah. <laughs> ah, the music's a little slow tonight, but that's the way it usually is. Our board man here, he's a little slow in the draw. Sometimes I gotta slap him to wake him up. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Board Man, but you know, you gotta stay awake. Ah, yeah, all right, it's Christmas time again. Originally from the movie Say One For Me, but that was the great Peggy Lee's version. One of my favorite singers of all time, who I used to watch on his variety show every Thursday night. It would come on the NBC television. Uh, one of, Yeah, that's right. His variety show, of course, I'm talking about Dean Martin. Had a very funny uh, TV, I keep wanting to say radio, had a very funny TV show. And uh, he did skits. 
He did a lot of funny talking, a, a lot of great music, of course, and oh, he had a lot of fun, and it looked like a lot of fun. And a song that Dean Martin sang every Christmas, this is my Dean Martin imitation, a song I sing every Christmas is Marshmallow World, because it's my favorite song to sing. Oh, here's Dean Martin on Sounds Like Radio. It's a marshmallow world in the winter When the snow comes to cover the ground It's time for play It's a whipped cream day I wait for it the whole year round Those are marshmallow clouds being friendly In the arms of the evergreen trees And the sun is red like a pumpkin head it's shining so your nose won't freeze Oh, the world is your snowball See how it grows That's how it goes Whenever it snows The world is your snowball Just for a song Get out and roll it along Oh, it's a yummy, yummy world Made for sweethearts Take a walk with your favorite girl it's a sugar date, but if spring is late, in winter it's a marshmallow world. It's a marshmallow world in the winter, when the snow comes to cover the ground. It's time for play, it's a whipped cream day, I wait for it the whole year round. And the sun is red like a pumpkin head. It's shining so your nose won't freeze. Ah, the world is a snowball. See how it grows. That's how it goes. Whenever it snows, the world is a snowball. Just for a song, get out and roll it along. It's a yum, yummy world made for sweethearts. Take a walk with your favorite girl It's a sugar date But if spring is late In winter it's a marshmallow world Do-de-do-de-de-do-de-do-de-do-de Oh my, oh yeah, Dean Martin there, singing It's a Marshmallow World. He used to love to sing that on his Christmas shows. And I love to play him here on Sounds Like Radio and our Christmas shows. Well, Ethel Smith, she's back at the organ again. I tell you, I love Chris, I love organ music. I love it all during the year. You may notice I play organ music sometimes, and uh, I don't know why, I just love organ music. So Ethel Smith here is our special Christmas guest to play us some organ music. And I can't think of any better organ music to go along with our next, <laughs> our next song. Elvis Presley is back. Yes, he's here on the show. And this is something interesting. This is a new version of Blue Christmas. And I like this version. Listen to it, real bluesy. It's Elvis and Blue Christmas. I'll have a blue Christmas. 
Crazy finish there to that blue Christmas song. Did you like the new remix? I thought that was really neat. I think I liked it better than the original version. Yeah. Elvis Presley, of course. Who else could that be? But Elvis seemed probably his biggest Christmas hit, Blue Christmas, but I really liked that special remix version. Well, now we've had Elvis on. Well, who can we get to top Elvis, you ask? Well, I can think of a group. A group of guys could do it. I'm talking about the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, imagine if the Beatles got together and recorded an entire album of great, classic Christmas music. You know, Christmas music we all know and love. And uh, imagine if that were to happen. Now, the Beatles did record some Christmas songs, but they're not exactly standards, except now. Now, thanks to the Fab Four, which is the best Beatles Christmas imitators I can think of, they recorded a great album called Hark, the Ultimate Tribute to the Beatles. It's just called Hark, similar to the the, uh, Beatles uh, album Help. Now, you're going to be amazed when you hear this. The Fab Four singing in Beatles style, Away in the Manger. Asleep on the hay The cattle are lowing The baby awakes But little old Jesus No crying he makes I love the Lord Jesus Look down from the sky 
you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hey, bring us a Christmas. Thanks for rocking and popping all year long. I've got the candy cane in me pocket. Happy Christmas and Happy New Year. Away in a manger, no crippled his bed. The Jesus lay down his sweet head. The stars in the sky look down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. Wasn't that neat? I mean, I wish the Beatles had actually done that type of music for Christmas, but they didn't, so as long as you've got the Fab Four, it's just as good, I guess. <laughs> well, almost. They did sound like the Beatles, though, there's no doubt about that. Well, friends, it's almost time for the Great Gildersleeve, and there is one guy who says when he thinks of the Great Gildersleeve, what would he want for Christmas? Well, he says, that's just what I'd want for Christmas, the Great Gildersleeve. Yeah, here is Bing Crosby to get us in the mood for Gildy. Just what I wanted for Christmas. I got just what I wanted this year. I got an Abercrombie blazer with a thin pinstripe. I got a velvet smoking jacket. With a Dunhill pipe And there's that lovely paisley muffler Oh, it's so my type Just what I wanted, my dear Yes, just what I needed for Christmas All the things that I've always dreamed of I got some jungle gym pajamas and some alpine hats, some real Parisian painted neckwear that they call cravats. They're hard to find, but you, you darling, found some doe skin spats. Just what I wanted, my love. So ring out to the Noel when you're headed and distraught. If your shopping didn't go well It's never what you bought, it's the yuletide thought But all that I wanted for Christmas Was the thought you were thinking of me I'd say that you've been twice as busy as a Christmas elf I'll bet that personally you have emptied every bargain shelf but all I wanted by my Christmas tree was your sweet self. Your love makes the season sublime. And that's what I wanted for Christmas. That's what I needed for Christmas. Yes, that's what I wanted for Christmas all the time. <laughs> 
plays the organ and she hears Bing, she starts to play White Christmas. Sounds great, Ethel. Oh, yes. Well, now, friends, it's time for The Great Gildersleeves. This is sort of like a pre-Christmas show. This is from December 8th of 1948, as in this program, Gildersleeve discovers the Christmas presents are missing. They keep disappearing. There's a thief in the house, somewhere. But who? Hmm, we'll find out in tonight's show. And the uh, Name the Baby contest continues, and so we'll find out more with that contest. And like I say, on Christmas, the actual Christmas Day program of the Great Gildersleeve, we'll have a conclusion to the Name the Baby contest. Well, friends, let's get to the December 8th, 1948 broadcast of... The Great Gildersleeve. The Kraft Foods Company presents Harold Perry as the Great Gildersleeve. Great Gildersleeve is brought to you by the Kraft Foods Company, makers of Parquet Margarine. Millions of women all over America serve Parquet because it tastes so good. Why, Parquet tastes like it should cost twice as much. To market, to market, to get some Parquet. Home again, home again, try it today. You'll like it, you'll love it, like millions who say their favorite margarine is. P-A-R-K-A-Y. Parquet Margarine, made by Kraft. Well, it's early evening in Summerfield, and we find the great Gildersleeve tiptoeing up his porch steps with a twinkle in his eye and Christmas packages in his pockets. Hope I can sneak in the house and hide these presents without the little family catching me. So far, so good. (laughs) Nobody in the living room. Just Bertie out in the kitchen, I guess. I think I can sneak by to the stairs without her seeing me. That you must give me? Oh! Yes, Bertie. Bertie, please. What's that, Miss Gilsey? Have you got laryngitis? No, Bertie. Just some Christmas presents. I want to hide them. Oh, sounded like you had laryngitis. <laughs> Did you say Christmas presents? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Bertie. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. <laughs> Bertie. What's going on down there? Oh, my goodness. No, nothing, Marjorie. Hey, you home? Apparently, I am, Leroy. Oh, dear, I guess I'd better put this off till after dinner. Why does everybody want to catch Santa Claus? <laughs> yeah, a little 
little baby you seem to enjoy romping down here on the floor. Yeah. But baby, we better get up. It's almost your bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> but baby, I have to hide those presents from the kids. That may be, but I've been down here long enough. Oh, but you look so comfy flat on your back. Uh, put her up on your knees again. Yeah, I like to watch her slide down and bounce on your stomach. <laughs> All right, it's one way to settle my dinner. Next time I get to slide down. Leroy, I don't want to settle it that bad. <laughs> You're too big. Well, here we go, baby. Up. Are you ready? Yeah. The slide for life. One for the money, two for the show, three to get ready, and four to go. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That'll have to do for now. You're getting a little big for this game yourself, you know, baby. Hop down on the floor now. Hey, wait a minute. Give me my tie clasp before you go crawling off. Look how fast she can crawl, Auntie. Yeah. I guess we have Bertie take over now, huh? Bertie! Bertie! Yes, Bertie. Better take the baby up to her crib. She's too active for me. <laughs> yes, sir. She's all over the house these days. She certainly is. Come to Bertie now. Well, I have things to do. Uh, going over to Miss Fairchild's, Unky? No, I don't think I'll go over to Adeline's tonight. Uh, Judge is coming over to play checkers a little later. Well, have to go upstairs now. What for? Are you going to take a nap? No, I thought I'd check the house. Check the house? <laughs> check the house. What for? Well, I have to see if all the windows are closed. See if the house is secure for the night. I do that every once in a while. You're cute. What? Uncle, you're so transparent at Christmas time, but so nice. Go ahead and check the house. Now, Marjorie, don't try to make anything out of this. It's just routine. Yeah, it's a routine that goes through every year about this time. No, Leroy. Why go to all the trouble of hiding the presents, Uncle Mort? We'll find them anyway. We always do. You won't find them this time unless you've got radar. dressing table behind those ruffles. Darn wrappings coming off this one already. Oh, well, I'll have to rewrap them before Christmas anyway. Well, there's an idea. I'll ask Adeline to come over tomorrow night after the children are in bed, and we'll sit close to the fire and wrap Christmas presents. Nothing like a woman's touch when it comes to wrapping presents. <laughs> What's that noise? Sounds like somebody outside the door. Leroy, what are you doing peeking through the keyhole? I wasn't peeking, just tying my shoelace. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, he's wise to that spot. I'll cross him up and hide him in his room. <laughs> You're sly, Gildersleeve. <laughs> closet. And nobody saw me, except Leroy's turtle. Now remember, Elmer, keep this under your shell. <laughs> yeah, I guess he will. He winked at me. <laughs> I can just sneak out of here now. Oh, Marjorie, what are you doing standing out here in the hall? Me? Well, 
I, I just came upstairs to get a book. A book? Yes, yes. Now I'll have to hide them all over again. <laughs> Throckmorton, I think this is a wonderful idea of yours, inviting me over to help you wrap Christmas presents. Well, Adeline, we only have two to wrap, but we can make the job last all night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you. I missed you last night. I rather expected you to come over to my house. Well, I would have dropped in, but Judge Hooker came over to play checkers, and I thought he'd never go home. I waited 20 minutes for the old goat to figure out a move, then I discovered he'd fallen asleep. When you're around, Throckmorton, I never fall asleep. Uh, sit down next to the fire, Adeline. I'll go upstairs and get the presents. Oh, wait a minute, lover boy. Haven't you forgotten something? Hmm? Well, we're engaged, and I've been here five minutes, and you haven't even kissed me hello. Well, yes, I had Christmas on my mind. Then just pretend I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> You close your eyes. I have a little present for you. All right. My eyes are closed. I wonder what it'll be. (laughs) The heck with going up after the presents. I want to stay down here with Santa Claus. (laughs) You go on now, you hear? I want to see what you've got for the children. All right. Of course, I haven't bought everything yet, Adeline, but I got a little silver cowboy belt buckle for little slop-along Cassidy. That's Leroy. Wonderful. And I got a beautiful charm bracelet for Marjorie. Oh, I just love charm bracelets. Go get it, Throckmorton. I'll be right back. Oh, uh, Adeline? Yes, Throckmorton? While you're resting, toss another log on the fire. (laughs) (laughs) Throw another log on the fire. (laughs) Now then, I stuff the bracelet right here in the toe of this old pair of tennis shoes. Great place to hide things. Nobody goes near an old pair of tennis shoes. Wait a minute. It's gone. And the belt buckle is gone, too. How did the kids find that stuff in here? I'll bet Leroy does have radar. Oh, well, I'll find them in the morning. Let them have their fun. It's the holiday season. What the heck? Well, where are the presents, Throckmorton? Somebody thinks they're playing a little joke on their old Uncle Adeline. I hid them from the kids, now they've hidden them from me. That's too bad. Yeah, happens every year. Well, I guess we won't get to wrap packages tonight, Adeline. Well, then, what will we do? Well, it's only 9.30. Let's throw another log on the fire. Search this whole house. Where did the kids hide those presents last night? Oh, wonder who that is so early in the morning. I'll get it. I'll get it, Bertie. I'm right here. 
Judge. Morning, Gilda. How about a game of checkers? Checkers? At this hour? Only kidding, Gilda. I just dropped by from a briefcase. I left it here on the hall table the other night. Oh, yeah. Here it is. You care for a cup of coffee, Horace? No, thank you. I have to get to court. So I'll be brief, since I just came from a briefcase. <laughs> Judge, so early in the morning? See you later, Gilda. Sorry to bother you, but my rebuttal is in the briefcase. Yeah, well, an old goat shouldn't be without his rebuttal. <laughs> Goodbye, Judge. Yeah, certainly is spry early in the morning. No wonder he falls asleep so early at night. Hi, Unc. Good morning, Uncle. Good morning. Ah. Well, children, congratulations. What are you talking about, Uncle Morris? You know very well what I'm talking about. Let's have the presents. Presents? Now, children, don't you think you've carried this little joke far enough? Morning, Miss Gillsleeve. Here's your coffee. Good morning, Bertie. Thank you. Bertie, you seemed to be in cahoots with the children the other night. Perhaps you can tell me where the presents are. Me? I don't know where you hid them. Well, they aren't there, and somebody in this house knows where they went. Well, cross my heart, I don't. Leroy? Cross my heart and hope to die on a spinge and say, help me, I'll sign it in blood. I don't know where they are. <laughs> Leroy, this is no longer funny. Whoever took the presents has worked a great inconvenience. Not only upon me, but upon Miss Fairchild. She came over here last evening to help wrap the presents. We couldn't find them. Consequently, our whole evening was wasted. <laughs> Leroy? <laughs> If you kids didn't take them, who did? Maybe this wasn't an inside job, Mr. Gilsley. What's this, Bertie? I got a feeling we've been burglarized. Now, Bertie, let's not let our imaginations run away with us. No, sir, but I know what I'd do. I'd call the police. Let's not get excited, Bertie. Wouldn't hurt to call the police. A lot of burglarizing been going on around Christmas. Just last week, they ransacked the house where Lily B. works from top to bottom with a gunny sack. Uh, so you know what I'd do, Mr. Gillsley? Yes, Bertie. That's right. I'd call the police. We've been burglarized. Burglarized? That's ridiculous. Now, get this, everybody. I'll give whoever hit the presents exactly five minutes to put them back. Get going now. Five minutes by my watch. Mm -hmm. What's the matter, Unky? My watch is gone. It is? You know what I do, Mr. Gilsey? You're right, Bertie. Call the police. We've been burglarized. Most women are pretty careful about the things they buy for the family table. But when they do find something extra good, well, there's no changing them. And that's why so many women keep on using parquet margarine once they've tried it. Well, it's natural that anybody'd like parquet. It tastes so good. Tastes as though it should cost twice as much. Parquet, you see, is prepared as carefully as a luxury food. Only the selected products of American farms are used in making it. That's why parquet has such a delicate, light flavor and makes such a delicious topping for rolls, waffles, and pancakes as well as bread. And parquet is as nourishing as it is delicious. Every pound is packed with food value, plus 15,000 units of essential vitamin A. But the real reason most people prefer parquet is it's just grand food to eat. It tastes as though it should cost twice as much. Tomorrow, try parquet. Enjoy its delicate flavor. See if you don't agree that it tastes as though it should cost twice as much. That's P-A-R-K-A-Y, parquet margarine made by Kraft. Now 
let's return to the problems of the great Gildersleeve. What would you do if you hid two Christmas presents and they mysteriously disappeared? And then your watch vanished. That's right, call the police. Or if you were the great Gildersleeve, you'd go direct to the chief himself. Those are the facts, chief. What do you propose to do about it? Are you sure you didn't forget where you put them? I did not forget. Somebody stole them. Well, it's just hard for me to believe that any criminal would steal children's Christmas presents. He'd have to be a very ill-mannered person. I don't expect him to be a secretary of the YMCA. Or it couldn't be old Mr. Mooney. Uh, Chief, I'm not accusing Mooney. I'm not accusing anybody. All I know is that Summerfield is full of burglars. Now, Commissioner, is that a nice thing to say? And I demand that you send somebody out to investigate. But, Commissioner, I can't spare a man during the holiday. Why not? We're operating on a staggered schedule the way it is. And ask the mayor for more cops. Oh, we have enough policemen, but like everybody else, the boys have to do their Christmas shopping sometime. But I'll tell the boys to be on the lookout Yeah, for... I know, on the lookout for a bargain. I'll handle this myself. Hello, Peavy. Oh, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. <laughs> what can your friendly neighborhood druggist do for you today? Peavy, I've been burglarized. How's that? My house has been ransacked from top to bottom. I declare, anything taken? Anything taken? Marjorie's charm, bracelet, Leroy's silver belt buckle, and sometime last night or this morning, my watch was taken. Your watch? Yes. You remember it, Peavy. The one you jolly boys gave me on my birthday. Oh, yes. I'm sick about losing that watch. Would have lasted me a lifetime. No, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> what? I imagine you put the police on the trail, Mr. Gildersleeve. The police? Chief Gates and his keystone cops... Couldn't trail a circus through a swamp. Looks like I'll have to be my own detective. You don't say. Have you seen any suspicious characters in your neighborhood? No, but somebody's been around with sticky fingers. Well, perhaps there's a kleptomaniac among your acquaintances. Kleptomaniac? Hadn't thought of that. They drift into the pharmacy here every once in a while. They do? Well, how do you spot them, Peavy? Well, most of them carry something to put the loot in, you know. An empty shoebox is a popular item. Oh? So if I suspect them of shoplifting, I always ask to see their new pair of shoes. <laughs> Pretty sly, Peavy. Of course, a merchant has to be very careful whom he accuses. Hmm? Now, Judge Hooker was in today. He picked up a box of aspirin and walked out without paying for it. But you'd hardly call the judge a kleptomaniac. Of course not. Then, on the other hand, you can't tell who they are. Your best friend might turn out to be one. Is that so, Peavy? Hooker is my best friend. Yes, sir. A friend of mine used to come into the store every evening to help me lock up. And I began to suspect the pharmacy had a pack rat. Till one evening I put on my friend's overcoat by mistake. And there was more merchandise in his pockets than there was in the store. <laughs> Fine friend. <laughs> Hooker was over the morning I missed my watch. And his briefcase was pretty heavy. But what would he do with a charm bracelet? How did you say, Mr. Gildersleeve? Huh? I mean, just thinking out loud, Peavy. Be silly to suspect somebody of taking things they don't even need, wouldn't it? Oh, no, Mr. Gildersleeve. That's a klepto characteristic. It is. Poor judge. Once they get the disease, they just can't help themselves. Guess not. Well, so long, Peavy. And here's a dime. What's that for? For Judge Hooker's aspirin. <laughs> Thank you.
dear old friend, Judge Hooker. Well, I won't prosecute. All I want to do is recover the goods. I'll try to be tactful with him for once. Perhaps I can get the old fellow back on the straight and narrow. Hello, Judge. All right to come in. Hello, Gilda. Have a chair. I'll be with you as soon as I sign these letters. No hurry, Judge. Look at that sweet old man in there at his desk. The picture of dignity and respectability. Who would ever think that life is an enigma? I'm nearly through, Gilda. You sure are, brother. <laughs> Take your time, Horace. Poor old fellow's been working too hard. He probably doesn't even know what his trouble is. Now then, Gilda, what can I do for you? Uh, Judge, sit down. Sit down? Judge, I think at some time or other, everyone needs a little sound advice. Oh, I agree. Fine. So, Horace, I'd like to have a heart-to-heart -heart talk with you. Oh? What about? Well, Horace, promise that whatever I say, you won't hold it against me. Because it's something only a best friend would tell you. What are you getting at, Gildy? Judge, old friend, perhaps nobody has ever talked to you about kleptomania? Kleptomania? Oh, yes. I've always considered it a most fascinating subject. Uh-huh. So I got it. As a magistrate, I made quite an exhaustive study of kleptomania. In fact... I often wish I had a little of that in me. A little of it? <laughs> yes, instead of picking up things, I'm always leaving them someplace. Say, that's right. Yeah, my rubbers, my umbrella, my briefcase. Oh, yeah. Say, that reminds me. I forgot to pay Peavy for a box of aspirin today. Yeah. But here I am rattling on about myself, and you came to me with a problem. Huh? Now tell me, old friend, how long have you been troubled with this insatiable urge to pick up things? Please, let me out of here. Well, maybe the chief was right. Maybe I did mislay the presence. I'm not infallible. Well... Sure, they'll show up. Uncle Mort, oh, I'm so glad you're home. Marjorie, what's all the excitement? Guess what happened? Don't tell me. I know you found the presents. No, my earrings are gone. Your earrings? Uh-huh, and I had them just this morning. No, I was right all the time. There is a burglar around. What are we going to do? Let me get at that telephone. Chief Gates and his force are going to get on a job if they never get their Christmas shopping done. <laughs> No, Leroy. Just leave that to me and Chief Gates. He should be along any minute now. What makes you think the burglar will come back again, Unky? He struck three times, so he'll strike again. There's nothing to be afraid of, you understand. That's all right for you to say you got a shotgun. Mm -hmm. Just to scare him with, Bertie, I'm out of shells. Well, I'm taking the frying pan to bed with me. Now, if you hear a loud bong, he's trying to come in the window. Now, Bertie, there's nothing to be afraid of. <coughs> yeah, it must be the chief now. Don't anybody get excited now. Well, good evening, Commissioner. Chief, it's about time you got here. Come on in. Hello, folks. Now, 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 don't anybody get excited. The police have taken over. I've got a dragnet around the house. Now you're on the ball. What do you want us to do, Chief? Well, you might put that shotgun away, Commissioner. But, Chief... And the rest of the family should act perfectly normal. Go up to your rooms, turn out the lights, and go to sleep. You hear that, children? All right, Uncle. 
Leroy, you get under the covers. Well, what about the baby up there? Want me to take in my room? No, no, no. Don't disturb the little tyke. And don't worry. I'm inside and my men are outside. You're glad about that, but I'm still taking my frying pan to bed. <laughs> Bertie's a little nervous. Now, Commissioner, if we expect to catch the burglar... We'll have to set a little trap. Trap? Anything you say, Chief. Well, first, we'll turn out all the lights. Turn out the lights? Oh, oh, yes. Then we'll sit here in the living room, back to back. Back to back? So we can see both entrances. Exciting has happened since Bertie's frying pan fell out of bed. <laughs> no. Everything must be all right outside, or we'd have heard from the dragnet. How many men do you have out there, Chief? Two. <laughs> Officer Haney and my father-in-law. Y- your father-in-law? Swore him in to give him a little Christmas money. Oh, my goodness. Chief, the way you run that department... Did you hear that noise? No. Can't say that I did. Um, I must be imagining things. You know, Chief, you keep listening for noises long enough, and pretty soon you think you hear them. <laughs> I did hear it that time. So did I. Sounded like it came from upstairs. Well, we better take a look. You go first, Chief, if you want to. Hey, coming from the baby's room. One side, Chief. Let me out. After me, Commissioner. Hurry up, Chief. I've got the light. Hands up. Well, what do you know? It's the baby rattling her crib. Baby? Were you making all that noise? Now, oh, baby, don't cry. We didn't mean to frighten you, little child. Well, wait a minute. I know how to stop that, Chief. She loves to get down on the floor with me. Now, baby. Uh, show the Chief how you can crawl. Come to Chiefy, baby. Hey, baby, come back with my tie clasp. She's always grabbing things. Oh, look. Oh, she's... Boy, she's throwing it in the waste paper basket. Yeah, get it for me, will you, Chief? All right, I'll... Well, is this where you keep the family jewels, Commissioner? Jewels? What do you mean? Oh, one pair of earrings. Huh? Belt buckle, charm bracelet. What? Commissioner, I think we've rounded up the burglar. Baby, are you the burglar? (laughs) (laughs) You little rascal. Chief, is my watch in there? Hmm. Is this it? No crystal in one hand missing? Oh, baby! Yeah. Oh, well, maybe Santa Claus will bring me a new one for Christmas. Now for the biggest news to come out of Parquet's baby naming contest. The final news you've all been waiting for. The winning name for the great Gildersleeve's little baby girl was suggested by Mrs. J.C. Walker of Birmingham, Alabama. Our special congratulations to you, Mrs. Walker. 
you not only get a 1949 Ford sedan, you also get the grand prize of $1,000 in cash. Yes, indeed. Congratulations, Mrs. Walker. Friends, we certainly want to thank everyone who sent in names for the baby. <laughs> yes. You bet, baby. We're sorry that all of you couldn't win prizes. 720 of you did. But I know we're all happy for the winners. Yeah? yeah. What's that? Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> the folks want to hear your name. Well, get ready. It's Romery. <laughs> yes, that's right. Romery. R-O-M-E-R-R-Y. <laughs> Seems to fit, too, doesn't it? You've certainly been roaming around tonight. <laughs> Thanks again from all of us and from the Kraft Foods Company, the makers of Parquet Margarine. We hope all of you will keep using and enjoying Parquet on your table. Good night. <laughs> The Great Gildersleeve is played by Harold Perry, Adeline Fairchild by Miss Una Merkel. The show was written by John Elliott and Andy White with music by Jack Meekin. Included in the cast are Walter Tetley, Mary Lee Robb, Lillian Randolph, Earl Ross, and Richard Legrand. This is John Wald saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the famous line of Kraft quality food products. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of the Great Gildersleeve. Good night. news that will send cheese lovers hurrying down to their dealers. Now, at long last, Kraft has plenty of aged, natural American cheese, the kind that comes in big golden wheels. Since 1941, the demand for cheese has almost exceeded the supply, and as a result, it was difficult to set aside much for aging. Just this past year, Kraft could send plenty of fine cheddars to the curing rooms, guarded for months and months. And now, aged American is back. So ask your dealer for a wedge of this mellow, grand-eating, natural cheese. The kind that is aged so carefully for you by the master cheesemakers of Kraft. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. have it, friends. The Great Gildersleeve from December 8th of 1948. A very interesting Christmas program. We'll have more Christmas Gildersleeves coming up on future editions here of the Christmas version of Sounds Like Radio. And I decided to give Ethel a little break. You know, she, her fingers were getting tired. She's pushing the keys on that organ. And so Eddie Layton has come in to Play us silver bells on the organ. Sounds nice, Eddie. Soon it will be Christmas Day. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, there's a movie. You know, I watch uh, certain Christmas movies every year. 
and one of my favorite Christmas movies to watch is a movie made by Roy Rogers. I think this was, yes, it was his only Christmas movie that he ever made, and he made this movie in color. Now, in this movie, co-starring with Roy is the beautiful, unbelievably cute Penny Edwards. Have you ever seen Penny Edwards? She is just beautiful. She's in this movie, she's in color, and she's real spunky. <laughs> yeah, real spunky in this movie. And uh, they sing a song for Christmas, and I was hoping and I was looking to see if they ever actually recorded a record version of the song. Unfortunately, they didn't. Well, what I did was the next best thing. I got out the old tape recorder, and I recorded directly from the soundtrack of the movie The Trail of Robin Hood, the song Every Day is Christmas in the West. Directly from the movie Trail of Robin Hood, here is Penny Edwards and Roy Rogers. Every day is Christmas in the West. They say Christmas comes but once a year But don't you believe it's so That's only a story you may hear From those who just don't know Thank you, gang. The whole gang together there singing and wishing us all a Merry Christmas. Ah, Ethel. There she is. She's playing a song. What is it? Ah. Ethel? I think she's trying to tell us she has a request. Yeah, that's her way of giving us a hint what she wants us to hear. There she goes. Silent night. It's Ethel's favorite Christmas carol. And so we thought we'd bring on a guy who we've had on many times, at least two times anyway, the past year. And I was very pleased, very pleased to bring him on because I'm happy to say Jimmy Dean is back making those great Jimmy Dean commercials for his bacon, egg and cheese biscuits and all the rest of the Jimmy Dean breakfast stuff. My favorite of the Jimmy Dean breakfast foods is the bacon, egg and cheese biscuit. That's what I love. I have them about three times a week. I, I would love to eat them, you know, seven days a week, but I, 
I gotta space things out. Raisin bran and some days oatmeal. Who oh, had that on Fridays? Anyway, yeah, Jimmy Dean. I'm very happy that he's back. And we had him on our show, uh, a couple shows where he sang some of his classics. And Jimmy Dean is here right now to sing Ethel's favorite song. Ethel, how would you like to hear Jimmy Dean singing Silent Night? Look at her over there. She's enraptured with her own music. Ethel loves playing that organ. I hate to interrupt her. All right, Ethel, get ready. Jimmy Dean, he can't wait anymore. Here's Jimmy Dean to sing Silent Night and tell us the story. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, and in this particular case, it was true. It seems that in a little town in Bavaria, in the early 1800s, just before Christmas of all times, the church organ broke down. All there was available was a guitar and the choir. And the choir director wrote a Christmas carol for guitar and the choir. And it's certainly my favorite carol of all times. And the Christmas story has never been told lovelier. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon Jimmy Dean here on Sounds Like Radio's Christmas Edition. 
Ethel. She just can't get enough of that song. That was not only Jimmy Dean singing, he told the story of Silent Night. You know, the song was written by Franz Gruber, originally written for church on a special Christmas service, but when it came that day to play the song, the organ broke. Too bad they didn't have Ethel playing. If Ethel had been there, she would have seen to it that the, the organ was working, but nevertheless, they played the guitar song the very first time it was performed. That's a little history of Silent Night. You know, one of my favorite songs to hear at Christmas time is The Carpenters, particularly the beautiful and the just, she sang like an angel. I've said that before and she does. She sings like an angel, especially when you hear her sing her Christmas classic, Merry Christmas, Darling. Here are The Carpenters. Have all been sent. The Christmas rushes through, but I still have one wish to make a special one for you. Merry Christmas, darling. We're apart, that's true. But I can dream, and in my dreams, I'm Christmasing with you. Holidays are joyful, there's always something new. But every day is a holiday. The lights on my tree, I wish you could see, I wish it every day. The logs on the fire fill me with desire to see you and to Carpenters here on Sounds Like Radio's Christmas Edition. 
And we hope you're enjoying the music, along with, of course, the great Gildersleeve, which we just heard. You know, there's a another singer, a girl singer, who really has a fine voice. And you don't immediately think of her when you think of girl singers with really nice voices. Chrissy Hind, who was the lead singer of the rock group The Pretenders, she sang, um, eh, well, anyway, she's a great rock singer, but she also sings a really fine version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Hold on, friends, that bothers me. Okay, I had to, to pause the tape for a moment because I had to find out just the name of the song. The Pretender, she's Chrissy Hines sings, she's the lead singer, sings Back on the Chain Gang. You recognize this? Let's move it up. She also sings I'll Stand By You, a really nice song. Here she does demonstrate her great voice. Well, you get the picture. The Pretenders, Chrissy Hine. Here she is now to sing, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Enjoy this, friends. She has a nice voice. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be
like it. Wasn't that neat? Chrissy Hine, The Pretenders, and have yourself a merry little Christmas. And from Chrissy Hine and The Pretenders, we go now to Kate Smith, and I heard the bells on Christmas Day. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. They're And wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. I thought as now this day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had wrought. can sing them songs like Kate Smith. I tell you, I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Yeah, she did too. And we all heard them when Kate Smith sings. When Kate Smith sings, she makes them bells ring. And they don't even have to ring the bells, just her voice. The vibrations on those bells does it alone. <laughs> yeah, but she does have a powerful voice, doesn't she? Well, 
speaking of powerful voices, here's a guy who really doesn't have much of a powerful voice, but he has a great mellow voice that I love to hear all year. And here at Christmas time, there's nobody better than the great Leon Redbone as he sings about that old Christmas moon. Take it, Leon. Yeah, you're going like this. Oh, that old Christmas moon. Hanging pretty all clear and wide As the snow falls so soft and wide The world awaits its Christmas night Santa's coming real soon And the moonbeams will guide his sleigh All the children are tucked away Neath that old Christmas moon And dreams will fly Far up in the sky We'll see the sights The Christmas lights Together You and I And that old Christmas moon Shining softly On snow so white As he brightens A special night That old Christmas moon to the end of the song. The great Leon Redbone here on Sounds Like Radio and uh, the old Christmas moon. Leon Redbone had such a great mellow voice. In some ways, I think he was trying to imitate Bing Crosby, or at least he certainly sang in the style of Bing Crosby. Now, speaking of Bing, you hear what Ethel's playing now? Ethel, you trying to give us another hint? <laughs> Ethel, I'm telling you, she's running the show here. Yeah, Ethel, you're doing a good job. Ethel's now playing on the organ, White Christmas. And I wonder why Ethel's playing that song. Could it be that Ethel 
wants to hear Bing Crosby singing White Christmas. I think I think Leon Redbone singing got Ethel in the mood for a little Bing, and she wants to hear Bing sing his classic White Christmas. So, without a further bit of delay, here is the great Bing Crosby and a kind of a stereo edition of his 1947 White Christmas classic. Let's listen to Bing Crosby like no one else can sing. Crosby's classic White Christmas. You know, we don't allow anyone else to sing that song here on our Christmas Classics radio show on Sounds Like Radio. Only Bing. Well, friends, that'll bring us to a close of another great Gildersleeve Sounds Like Radio Christmas edition. We hope you enjoyed the music. We hope you enjoyed the great Gildersleeve. And we will see you again next time when we get together. We'll have another 
great Gildersleeve and another great Christmas program here on Sounds Like Radio. More great Christmas music to come and more great Gildersleeve to come for Christmas. Gildersleeve did quite a few Christmas episodes and we are currently catching up with the two shows we had to skip in 1947 for Christmas. We also had to skip a New Year's program at that time. We'll get to that too in New Year's time. And we are also listening to The Great Gildersleeve from 1948, the series, uh, the time period in which the series in which we were currently listening. And uh, we left off at the December 1st episode of 48 with the baby contest. We continued that today with the December 8th, and we'll have the December 15th 48 show in a future Great Gildersleeve Christmas show. So you won't want to miss that. It's coming soon. And uh, that'll do it. I am your humble host here for Sounds Like Radio saying so long for now and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.